Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome into another episode of Primetime Titans. What a wonderful victory Tuesday it is in Nashville, Tennessee. The Music City is dancing this week with a huge win over the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, yes, the Chiefs are broken, but man, are the Titans looking good. This is the team that we all thought we would see before the season started. This is the team on paper with a great pass rush, an improved defense, uh, awesome receivers on the edge, and Derrick Henry making you pay if you don't guard the the front, uh, the, the running game for the Titans. So um, we're really excited. we got a great podcast here for you guys today. Um, just reviewing this Chiefs game and talking about what it means for the Titans moving forward. So without further ado, please welcome Tame Impala. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. I hear the train a-coming, it's rolling around a bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm stuck in Folsom Prison And time keeps dragging on The Primetime Titans podcast is presented to you today by Walker Financial Management. Derrick Henry is the best running back in the NFL and the engine of the Titans offense, but he would be the first to tell you that it takes consistent support from teammates, coaches, trainers, and advisors for him to be the most successful on and off the field. In the same way, small business owners are the engines of their companies and wear a lot of hats. Walker Financial Management exists to support owners of small to medium-sized businesses, specifically in regards to bookkeeping. They offer customizable solutions like transaction categorization, monthly financial statement preparation, accounts receivable and payable management, payroll, CFO services, and more. If you or someone you know is spending too much time, money, or stress on bookkeeping, find peace of mind by visiting www.walkerfm.com to schedule a free consultation with a certified bookkeeping professional today. That's www.walkerfm.com. All right, here we go. Titans beat the Chiefs. 27 to 3. Who saw that? My gosh. I'm JG. Pettit. Robert. And uh, we're primetime Titans. We're here. We're ready to talk about the Chiefs game. And I mean, what, like, would you have believed if I told you that the Chiefs would only score three points? What are some of the things you would have told me if, if before the game I was like, hey, man, Chiefs are only going to score three points? What would you, you say back to that? Give me a little something. I'd have said you're crazy. <laughs> you would have said, said shut up. If you would have said Derrick Henry and more passing touchdowns than Patrick Mahomes, that's also a crazy stat. I mean, and no, it and uh, Derrick Henry having a passing touchdown and not having a rushing touchdown. <laughs> he said Derrick Henry yeah. was like, yeah, it's a QB award MVP. All right, fine. I'll throw a touchdown. That's right. Shout out to all those idiotic pundits out there who don't <laughs> want to give Derrick Henry the MVP because he's not a quarterback. Well, yeah. there you go. There you go. Uh, MV King. That's the new like. Oh wow! New trend I like that. Here and there. Uh, new uh, hashtag. Twitter dot com. Um, I'm I'm like, to be honest, I just I think we should just go ahead and jump into it. We'll do our you know two minute recap each, um, and then we'll talk about things from the game. I'm just gonna go first. It's, I'm honest, honestly not gonna be as long. 
I was I was at the game uh, before the game with when I saw Monty Hooker and Chris Jackson both out. I thought to myself, we are about to get boat raced, and this is not going to be good. And I was not. I just wasn't feeling good because it's it would be classic Titans to, you know, have a big win against the Bills and then come out against the Chiefs and just you know throw a dud out there and and then you know we got the Colts game the next week and I just was at the game sitting there after every play just shocked. I was like, this is insanely fun. This is awesome. First drive, easy. Drove down, fun touchdown. And then, you know, they would have turnovers. The offense for the Chiefs didn't look as great. Every time we would go up another score, I'd be like, okay, well, this is just going to be another big comeback for them. But, man, that was awesome. Second half, I was watching the highlights on YouTube. And the first half highlights end, and I'm like, I basically don't even have to watch anymore because there was the second half was just three nothing Chiefs, and uh, I thought the big thing in the game was just we were up a lot, and uh, even when we had that seven minute drive in our first drive in the second half where we threw the interception, I thought to myself like, okay, if it, if this were a closer game, I'd be concerned, but we just took seven minutes off the clock and they're still down 27-3 I think we're fine so felt great I honestly like I can't believe it we're legit four-man pass rush it looks amazing and yeah that's all I got I'm excited for I'm excited for this team this is awesome definitely a lot different than how I felt against the Jets yeah I completely agree it's it's victory Tuesday today um I'm also 2-0 now or 3-0 Am I 3-0? You're 3-0. I'm 3-0. Wow. That's amazing. I did not expect that. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, that game was incredible. A.J. Brown is back. I'd love to see that. A.J. Brown is back. Julio played. Honestly, I don't even know if Julio took a snap in the second half. But Julio looked good, too. The, Tannehill looked great. Honestly, even his interception, I was like, I still thought that was, like, the correct decision. I think that guy made an athletic play. And yeah. Yeah, it was a good play by off. a linebacker. And then, I mean, the D-line looked amazing. I think oh if gosh. the D-line continues to do that against anybody, I mean, I I don't know who can slow, like, stop that. I but think we can do anything if the defensive line does that. Agreed. I, I'm on cloud nine right now. I don't it, know what else to say. I'm kind of, I don't know. <laughs> it was, lost for words. I was, I was in a similar position the whole game where I was kind of stunned watching the game, kind of ready for – Mahomes to take off and do what he does and come back and make it a close game and beat us, honestly, because I still wasn't 100% convinced that that was actually the te- my team that I was watching on, on the field. <laughs> um, but, man, that's two weeks in a row now that we have seen the team that we thought and anticipated on, on paper before the season. And we've been saying it, you know, for the last – for the first month of the season, hey, be patient. You know, that Jets game, it's proven it's just a weird NFL game. We didn't have any receivers. We didn't have any way to get anybody open. The Jets kind of made some big plays on us, even though we kind of dominated the game. They were hungry for a win. Yeah. You know, they were going, they were just selling That's right. Out. So I think we can kind of officially say that Jets game was an outlier. And uh, you can almost say the Cardinals game was an outlier, too, because we just didn't. We didn't look very. We didn't look like ourselves. Every other game this year, especially the last two weeks, we're starting to get it into gear. We still have a lot of things to work on. We got to get guys healthy. That's the other great thing about this team is 
we have so much like further to go when you get Lawan back, you get Christian Fulton back, you get Jayon Brown back. But just watching the pass rush, that's the best pass rush the last two weeks that I've seen the Titans have since the 1999-2000 season when we had Javon Curse. Yeah. I mean, it is unbelievable what a good pass rush will do for a defense. When you've got Greg Maben coming in off the street, who we're going to talk about, and you've got Matthias Farley playing for an injured Imani Hooker, and Janoris Jenkins, who's still figuring it out, and Dane Cruikshank, who actually played really, really well against Travis Kelsey, but we've seen him struggle in the past. The good pass rush almost masks those issues on the back end. And they still played well, but I think all three of us would agree we're not trying to ride the rest of the season out with those guys in the secondary. We need to get Christian Fulton back and Imani Hooker back. Yeah. Um, but overall, a phenomenal game. We'll get into uh, some of the reactions nationally that have really started to piss me off a little bit. Um, but as far as the Titans playing, that is that was awesome. It was absolutely awesome. The, but an almost bigger game coming up, a game this week against the Colts, who I – it's. I would have chosen to lose against the Chiefs and beat the Colts. So we yeah, have got to beat too. the Colts and bury them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, phenomenal yeah. game. Let's uh, let's actually go ahead and get into the national talk. So I would say it's there's kind of two things happening now. It's like people are starting to give us within the national media. They're starting to give us the the props that we feel like as Titans fans we deserve. Derrick Henry starting to get national recognition. And that was almost one of the things we were worried about about the Chiefs game was that we're getting this national recognition now, and it's classic of this Titans team. Whenever that happens, that we end up just going out there and not doing anything. So that was awesome. But there's also uh, just some, what is it? Some what, hot boards. Some yahoos. Yeah. Nick Wright and <laughs> the Chris worst, Broussard. The worst sports show on TV. I don't know TV. if they know what they're, t- they don't know what they're talking about. Well, they Chris have to not. Chris, it's first things first. It comes on Fox Sports. Chris Broussard's a basketball guy. I don't know why. I don't know and why. He's not a good basketball guy. Well, he's, he's good. He's pretty I, he's good. Fine. I've never been this pissed off at him when he talks about basketball. <laughs> <laughs> but last week, some of you guys probably saw it. He came out and he said the reason that uh, Josh Allen slipped was because the Buffalo Bills all-pro left tackle, Taylor Lewan had gone out previously because of a concussion. Now, you loyal primetime Titans listeners know (laughs) Taylor Lewan does not play for the Buffalo Bills. So Chris Broussard got grilled for that on Twitter. Then this week, his partner, Nick Wright, comes on, and Nick Wright... The guy was balding really, really badly a couple years ago. And then he got hair plugs when he started going on national TV. And now now he's got this like flowing hair and he's like always talks about it. And I'm just like, dude, don't like, everybody knows it's it's fake. All right. Everybody knows you're just trying to, you're just, you just, you paid for that. So I don't know why you think you're cool. Um, He still won't give us the credit. Yeah. He says, the Chiefs' loss to us is really like it's that bad because we're just nothing. He thinks we're terrible. He says, and he's like, every single team the Titans are going to play in the playoffs are going to have a better quarterback and better a much defense. better defense. And I think the last two weeks, the defense is starting to turn it around. We That's the first time we've seen Bud Dupree 100% healthy, right? So those four good. rushers, Bud Dupree, Harold he, he Landry. He didn't even play that much. I wouldn't even say it was 100%. 
He yeah, forty I mean, percent of the snaps on defense. But he looked, and he, I think and he's a hundred percent of the snap kind of guy. Robert's probably, yeah. Robert's probably saying that in terms of like what he saw from him. He looked healthy. No, I know, and I'm saying, it, yeah, if that's, he's, there's more to come. Yeah, for it, sure. it's almost like Nick Wright doesn't watch the football games because <laughs> Kevin Byard is an All Pro safety this year. Yeah, da- uh, David Long is a Pro Bowl linebacker with Dude. the way he's playing right now, and those front four are phenomenal at rushing the passer, and they're only going to get better, and so. Gone are the days where you can say the Titans' defense is abysmal and is going to be the reason we lose games. I I can envision some well, games hopefully. in the second half of the season where the Titans' defense is actually the reason we win some games. I mean, it could get to that point, and and because we didn't have those guys playing for the first five games of the year, four games of the year, then our stats aren't going to look good. But Nick Wright, he's don't listen to him. He's an idiot, and he has fake hair. So, so there, there you go. There's our little rant. I, okay, so we're going to talk. Let's talk about the offense first. Honestly, I, I feel like we'll talk about the offense a little bit, but I, I want to talk about the defense the most. But we'll go offense first. Pettit mentioned it. A.J. Brown is for sure back. He still was back, baby. dealing with the uh, food poisoning still. Longest food poisoning of all time. I mean, that was tough. I Here's I the theory. If he has a bad game of the Colts with the Colts, are we thinking – it's still food poisoning. Yep. No, yeah. It's no, still if he poisoning. has a bad game, dude, does he need food poisoning in order to play well? <laughs> hey, AJ, you're going to have to eat Chipotle again. Sorry. <laughs> His touchdown in, in, the, in the end zone was, oh God, well, of course it was in the end zone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he caught it in the end zone. That yeah. Made, yeah. It, it was, that was incredible. That was like Tannehill AJ connection that they had all last year that we hadn't seen it all this year. Exactly. And it was just, he turned last minute. Caught it. Yeah. Defender wasn't even aware that the ball was being thrown his way. It was just like, that's what we've been I looking mean, for. I mean, guys, that touchdown drive was a 97-yard touchdown drive. Yeah. Yeah. We li- and that, that long pass to A.J. as well, the 42-yarder, I, that was a, a cross from – that was on the other side of the field for me, so I didn't really see it originally at that's first. That's what he – those what he was dropping week one, and yeah, he and hasn't they, really played much I since, mean, he so. snagged that, and the, the ref was – the ref thought it was incomplete. They reviewed it. They overturned it. Clearly had three three steps, made a football move, landed on the the ground. Definitely caused it to come out. So for sure, a catch. That was awesome to see. There was something I saw. Ryan Tannehill's three uh, most unlikely completed passes, like uh, the percentage of completion, whatever. Someone looked into it. All three of them were to AJ Brown, and and two of them were that long forty two yard pass, and then the touchdown. So. To me, that's encouraging that we're seeing that from Tannehill again. Um, AJ's back. Derrick Henry. This is the this is the classic game where Derrick Henry makes a difference. Yes, and not even by rushing. This is why I think he's the MVP because the Chiefs went man to man on the outside and basically said we are going to do everything we can to stop Derrick Henry. Eight guys in the box, nine guys in the box. They weren't even. Cons- they didn't care. They didn't care. And they were so stubborn the entire game. They said, we are going to send everybody to stop Derrick Henry. And if you do that, you leave two of the best receivers in the NFL uncovered. And Marcus Johnson and Chester Rogers. That's right. <laughs> hey, Chester Rogers is out. Marcus Johnson and Josh Reynolds. And uh, Marcus Johnson's trying his best to stay under 10 catches this year. He's got four. <laughs> I know, but he has had some options. Some, he definitely some, had an some chances. to have like two yesterday. He and he, but he, he drew a good pass interference uh, in that first drive, so that was good on him. But you know, Steve Spagnola basically ran the defense the Ravens ran against us in the playoffs last year, 
And so it was awesome to see, okay, we've almost, we've learned from that. We brought in Julio and this is, this is the kind of offense that we can be when you sell out the stop Derrick Henry like that. And you basically say, we're not giving Ryan Tannehill any respect, just like Nick Wright refused to give Tannehill any respect. Well, this is what he does. That wasn't a Derrick Henry game. Now, now, here's the difference, though. I don't know that I want to see Tannehill have to do that if Jeremy McNichols is our starting running back, right, where you only got four well, of course. or five guys in the box and he's got a dissected defense like that. But when it's man-to-man and he's got those receivers, Ryan Tannehill can do it. He's good enough of a quarterback to make defenses pay for selling out to stop Henry. And that's all he's got to be because Derrick Henry is so good. Yeah, there was something I saw. It was like um, – I want to say it was – Something like a stat where off of play action, we were nine for nine for 116 yards and a touchdown or something. I I don't like that is that's perfect. Like the type of offense that we saw on Sunday is the type of offense that we had seen with Arthur Smith for two years, which honestly to me, like Todd Downing is really starting to figure out how he wants to call these plays. Yeah, and think about the touch, the rushing touchdown Tannehill had. That was a great play. That was, was a great that fake play. toss to Derrick Henry, just wheeled out out to the out to the post or and out to the flag, whatever you want to freaking call it thing. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> good frustrated. Pettis <laughs> just he's just still so shocked from the game that he can't. I am. Even. Does anybody else get nervous every time Tannehill does his yes his touchdown his move? layup no, his it's iconic thing? It's Ever iconic. since the Bills game last year when he almost hyperextended his knee, I'm always like, yeah. <gasps> okay, it is definitely scary. <laughs> Um, another thing, Kendall Lamb was playing really well until he went out. Um, Dylan I mean, Raidens. Dylan Raidens came in. Saffold, man, he is he gets hurt a lot. Yeah, like, I, I feel he's still playing. He's such a freaking he's, warrior. Yeah, like he's, he's a tough man. Oh man, I so hate. is Ben Jones. That yeah. guy is a warrior too. Ben Jones he got too. ran over on one play, and he was like, by Derek. Yeah, and then he got up, and he was like. <laughs> Didn't miss a snap, I don't think. I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, they and say he's, like, the toughest guy in the building. We still used Derrick Henry in the passing game as well. Like, yeah. we had a few screens, yeah, he, a few, like, He had a one-handed him. catch. Yeah, yeah that was, was sweet. Great catch. I mean, hey, how about tied in one Michael Pruitt? Baby? He is. I was just saying that. we He is tied in one. T- touchdown, and he had a nice seam route. That he was had great. some good blocks. Michael Pruitt is is awesome. Think I about, don't know what happened when we didn't re-sign exactly, him. Exactly. I was he just went, say that. He must have had some soul-searching. Because he doesn't run like he's got cinder blocks tied to his sh- shoelaces anymore, <laughs> like he did last year. You said, <laughs> you said that a few episodes ago, and it <laughs> cracks me up every time. Um, so, yeah, the offense, I mean, and, hey, it's not necessarily the offense, special teams. Randy Bullock and Brett Kern oh, Brett freaking Kern. showed out. Brett, Brett Kern, he had two punts. Both of them were phenomenal. Just one went darts. out of bounds. One I've, landed within, like, the two or three. Normally a line. punter, you're like, oh, that, that was a good punt. That. On Sunday, I was like, holy frick. That I saw was amazing. I saw like, something online where amazing. a Chiefs fan leans over to a Titans fan in the middle of the game, and they said, why are you guys cheering so hard for your punter? And the Titans fan was like, just watch. Just watch. <laughs> and I mean, he did that. So what happened was the first punt, he punted it out of bounds on the three-yard line. Like, you can't ask for a better punt than that. Mm-hmm. The second punt, he punted it, landed on the two-yard line, and then he rolled back to the three. Yeah, it, like, it, it was the... He was literally punting like you're punting on Madden. Yeah. You just, yeah. you know, direct it to the edge, put the backspin on it, click, I think, LB for the backspin, <laughs> playing on Xbox, and you just, <laughs> it freaking lands and just sits there. It was awesome. And if you remember in the Jets game, we had about a seven-yard punt 
that was part of the reason we lost <laughs> yep. by uh, that kicker from Florida. So Johnny I mean, Townsend. It's all about you know that this. It's all about getting guys healthy and making sure we're rolling at the right time. Okay, so, so here's something that I didn't realize we'd be saying this year, but let's talk about our good looking defense. Good looking defense. I mean, okay, I I'm just gonna I'm gonna admit something right here, Robert, and it's mainly gonna be to you. All offseason, when you would talk about how amazing David Long was, I would always sit back and just I would let you I would let you do, I wouldn't contest it. I would let you say it. I would give it to you. But to be honest, I was very much like, but Jayon Brown's great, and like I just I I have not seen it yet. I don't know. I just feel like last year I didn't I didn't notice how good David Long, Long was like you did. And uh, I just want to tell you I'm sorry because JG, you were right. You know, this is a podcast where we accept each other and we accept I we accept keep your each other accountable. We I accept your forgiveness. He is a stud. David Long is everywhere. It's everywhere. It's amazing. He even caused that interception, which was a terrible throw by Mahomes, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, he deflected it. He did his job. And it's almost like he knew, well, he definitely knew that Mahomes likes to throw across his body and was kind of preparing. It looked like he was almost preparing for the receiver to stop and go the other way, even though he knew Mahomes was rolling out to the left. It was just a great play. And props to Rashawn Evans for hustling to the ball and getting the tip. Because Rashawn Evans, I think the only games he ever plays amazing in is against the Chiefs. <laughs> he had the fumble <laughs> recovery for a touchdown. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He played good last week a little bit too, but I'm still excited to see a David Long and Jayon Brown duo. Yeah, duo. Well, and I keep saying it, but Avery Williams still. Yeah, have we seen him play yet? <laughs> he, I saw he had like eight snaps all on special teams. Oh, gotcha. On special teams, yeah, wow. He didn't, he didn't play a single snap on defense. That's kind of impressive that a veteran like that is willing to play special teams. Hey, this man, he loves being back in Nashville. I'm telling you, I love it. I actually <laughs> really liked it, Avery Williamson back when he was with the Titans. So I'm. Yeah, I did too. He I'm was. On on, I mean, he's like our best player. Time. Yeah, because um, we were terrible. But, okay, so David Long's amazing, <laughs> and he is like I. He hustles. He, he he's so slippery. He's so slippery. He's so fast. He gets to holes. He gets. Freaking he's so instinctive too. Did you see hesitate. him mock Travis Kelsey on that the on the screen on uh, the broadcast? I, I mean, that's that. you want that. You want I, that edge. You want that chippiness. With big David Long podcast over yes. here. Almost he, as strong as our Mason Kinsey. Not Mason Kinsey. Who's the Morgan Cox? Morgan Cox. We haven't mentioned him in a while. Well, yeah, Morgan you know Cox. What? We're he's, sorry. We don't have to mention him. He's just been. Perfect the whole time. Exactly. We have not been giving you your props like you should. We should have, and that's on us, Morgan Cox. There you, had it a, is. you had a great game against the Chiefs, Morgan. <laughs> Thank you, Morgan. <laughs> um, David Long's a beast. Kevin Byard is back to his All Pro self. Yeah, I think I think we can assume right now if things continue that Harold Landry and Kevin Byard are nearly guaranteed Pro Bowls, right? Oh yeah. Oh, for have sure. I mean, you could and then you could, you could say, make the argument could, with Jeffrey Simmons as well. You could make an argument right now that Kevin Byard will be an All Pro safety. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other safeties off the top of my head who are playing really well. Derwin James. But, I mean, that's a name thing, I guess, because I, I think he's been playing well at the Chargers. But It's kind of hard with safeties. I never really know who's playing really well yeah. around the league unless I actually go and look up what people are saying about him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, Julian Blackman was, I think, playing really well before he got hurt. Yeah, which is a huge loss for the Colts. Yeah. Um, I mean, Kevin Byard's punch out in Mahomes was – I mean, that, that was kind of like a drive that I thought 
the Chiefs were going to come down. I think was that already? That was did they already under two yeah. minutes. That, that was, was kind of the dagger. The first half. That was and kind of the dagger early yeah, in the game. It was such a great punch out. We got three great. points off of it because we didn't. I think that was the. That's that was when, when Tannehill got sacked. Yeah, that's when he got sacked. Yeah. Um, Which commentator curse? Commentator, wait, what happened? Literally, the commentator goes. Chiefs haven't had pressure all game. Oh my haven't had a single sack. And as he's saying it, Tannehill gets, gets sacked. Just Dead gets gummit, Iron Eagle. Um, let, uh, let's give some praise to some guys like Greg Maben, Dane Crookshank, Matthias, Mati- whatever it is. Basically Farley. a bunch of practice squad guys like, or they reserve guys coming in. Up, next man up. Like this, uh, under Vrabel, like t- the Tennessee Titans under Vrabel, are the the classic next man up team, and if you're not going to be willing to do that at Tyson Brelo, then you're not going to be able to. Then you should retire. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. And they it, asked Brelo like, about Tyson Brelo, like if it was surprising. He was like, "No, not at all." <laughs> well, so we had signed Greg Maben off of the Cardinals practice squad. He had been on the Titans, like off and on the roster. I think last year. And he, I think he played every snap. I on think defense. he played. Yeah, I think he put. He was the only player on defense that played 100 percent of the snaps. I mean, which I don't know why Kevin Byer didn't, but or other guys, I don't know. But yeah, maybe they just like got a stinger on a play, or like you know they wanted they had a certain package in, they needed a break or something. But yeah, it gr- huge, huge to get that kind of production out of out of guys. You you, I mean, really call up this week. And again, Shane Bowen, the creative. I mean, creative defense, creative blitzes, creative pass rush. Creative but pass really, I mean, not even really. Not really. He kind of just played straight up and said, our four pass rushers are good enough to get pressure, so let's go. And we'd play a lot of two-man, man-to-man, and then had you know, two guys over the top. I kept waiting for like a deep, long touchdown to Tyreek Hill or something. It yeah. was not happening. Uh-uh. We were we, taking I mean, we'd, put, we'd put a lot of pressure to where he just – Mahomes just couldn't get comfortable back there. But that's he looked bad. That pass rush is the biggest difference between this year and the previous two years. It it almost looks like the Dean Pease era, except the Dean Pease era, we had to send you know, we had to send Kevin Byard on a blitz. We had to send Vaccaro. We had to send Rashawn Evans off the edge. We had to send extra guys to get pressure. And Dean Pease was so good at dialing it up in ways where the offense wasn't expecting it, that they would get there. But now they're just getting home with four. And when you can get home with four in the National Football League, you have one of the better chances to win every single game because you can play with seven on the back end. And that's when it gets really, really fun as a defense. Because Danico Autry, that's incredible. That's got to be the best free agent signing J-Rob has had yet. Maybe Saffold. Yeah. I mean – like in his so far, he if he continues his production, that's the best signing. I mean, him and it, it's gotta it's gotta be up there too for like not even just within the Titans, but within the NFL. Yeah, he's got he's got a handful of sacks already. He had two he, against Mahomes. I think he's a total of four. He's got four, but he's getting pressure all the time. Oh my gosh, he's, he's playing smart. Like he had crazy. that, even though he lost, he had that huge play against uh, Zach Allen. Wilson against the and, Jets. Yeah, the, the, where he stopped the, him on the third the and interception goal. on. Yeah, he Gosh, caused the interception in the Bills game. Dude, he like – and the way that he's playing with Simmons yeah. and Landry and Dupree. Yeah. Like, because Autry – They're all connected. They yeah. all yeah. – they're not just one is getting pressure. Like, last year was like one guy would break through, and you're like, well, if he misses, then there's a huge gap going. Yeah. Right. He's like, I'm going while you're going. 
And it's really cool to see because Autry is, I think he's kind of labeled as like a, is he actually a D lineman when, you know, when, you know, we signed D lineman Denny Autry, or is it like a defensive end? Because I, I know that he's, he's basically our other interior lineman because it's Simmons and Autry in the middle most of the time and then Landry and Dupree on the outside. But I don't even know. We kind of switch it up here and there to where Landry will be on the inside and then Autry's on the outside. But I just... He I just mean, has he put a move on Trey Smith, well, oh. well his well, his first sack on Mahomes, where he it was one of the most technically impressive things. Where I thought it was he was going to get washed, like it kind of looked like he was off balance, and then he dipped his shoulder and he ripped up and just crushed Mahomes, and it was so impressive. We poor Trey Smith, we made, <laughs> he had a rough day. He did. I was he wishing like a late had, round. He looked like a late round guard. Yeah, I was wishing we had drafted Trey Smith until this game. Well, I mean, he still had a pretty good year. But people were actually saying he had a great game compared to the rest of the O line. Well, I, would, had two I would holds. That, but he, he had two have. holds and gave up two sacks. Maybe but I'm maybe just the rest thinking of the plays were good. Yeah, maybe I'm just the thinking is, there was one specific drive he got rocked. The thing is, the the D line could have easily had two or three more sacks too. That yeah, Mahomes like barely Mahomes. threw yeah. away. Oh yeah, and like we're arguably like you probably shouldn't even like the play Mahomes got hurt on. It was like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah no was wonder you got hurt on that. Like, yeah, it was almost a fumble. Your knee was already. I think if you look at the video, his knee's already down, and he's throwing it away. And it's just like, of course you're going to get whiplash there. Yeah, you got Jeffrey Simmons coming at you. I just like I'm not kidding you. I I was at that game. Every play would just be like, wait, did we? What is happening right now? This is amazing. I I loved it. It was so much fun. It was. I did not expect that a single bit. I mean, I don't think the Chiefs did either. No, I mean, and you think about like think about just in a fantasy perspective, fantasy football. I love fantasy football. I've said that before, but you look at guys who have started, you know, started Chiefs players from you know going into Sunday. You're like, oh, they're playing the Titans. Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Daryl Williams. They're all going to go off. Terrible. They're just not good. And like, when's the last time that happened? I just. God, the Titans defense. They got me they got me fired up this morning. And it's it gonna be game. the last two weeks just been riding high off the Titans. And I don't know. Are we gonna keep this going? Like like I would say you said the Jets game is for sure an outlier because yeah. of what we're seeing right now. And I would say that, you know, doing it two weeks in a row against two quality opponents, that's why it's an outlier. Um do you think we can keep this going? Do you think we can keep this up? Like, and I, this is this is where I started to get nervous with the Titans, and we we touched on it last week. And I think I came on the podcast and I said, if we beat the Chiefs, I'm going to be hyper hyper nervous about a letdown against the Colts. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I am right now. I'm I'm still not ready to to buy in 100 percent that this team is going to be consistent, going to play like that consistently, just because we haven't seen it yet. We've we even though I do think the Jets was an outlier and I do think the Cardinals were an outlier, we've still seen them dip down to that level where almost they're they're kind of smelling themselves a little bit, they're riding high. So I'm still nervous that they're gonna come out against the Colts and you know, maybe we're gonna get down fourteen three and we're gonna have to claw back and have some heroics late and it may work, it may not. I think it'll be a close game. I think we're better than the Colts. But I'm, yeah, I'm definitely nervous. This is going to be a, this, I think this is going to be a huge test 
Uh, this is going to be a huge statement game for the Titans one way or the other. If we go out, we take care of business, and we win, then there's three teams in a row, right, that you've beaten consecutive weeks like you got to do in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's what I need to see in order to fully buy in that this team is a Super Bowl contender like we all think they they should be on paper. Yeah, I mean, the Colts are finding themselves. They are slowly starting to look better and better every week. They're definitely going to be a much better team than when we played them last mm-hmm. in week three, right? Week three? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think everybody – I saw a lot of talk about the Sunday night game, Colts versus 49ers, and basically the Colts looked pretty good. I mean, it was apparently like a – Horrible. Yeah, it was a monster. The weather, weather was really, really bad. Awful weather. And basically, people were praising Carson Wentz, even though he had that horrible interception in the first quarter. He had some bozo um, plays. But people were like, Carson Wentz is like still playing very well. And they're like, since, I mean, he had a double ankle sprain against us last time. So I think people were thinking that Carson Wentz could really step it up for the Colts. Um, so, I mean, this isn't a Colts preview, but basically, I am a little nervous about him. I do think. The Titans beat the Colts. I mean, guaranteed playoff spot, guaranteed. Yeah, if they beat the Colts, then that's nail in the coffin. AFC South is locked up. Colts aren't coming back. We've got it. We've got it. From a Chiefs perspective, I mean, I guess this is I, we don't need to talk about it very much, but I do have a question. They've their games that they've lost have basically all. I think they've all been AFC opponents. Like, yeah, all the AFC division leaders they've lost to. So in terms of like oh, the playoff. Wow. Like they are not looking good at all. The tiebreakers, they basically lose all of them. They got to win their division. And the and they've Chargers, lost the Chargers and the Raiders are doing well. Yeah, they might be able to sing to the wild card if it if they can. They'd have string to sneak, some wins though. to get together. If they lose like any more AFC games, they okay. Not but like good. okay, let's. Here's a question: The Colts and the Chiefs are both three and four, and I think you the Colts know have who, the who do you say? Who do you think? Who do you think is the better team at the moment? Like who at would this you very moment Colts at the very moment Colts because of their defense. Who would you, if you had to put money on who's going to make the playoffs between the two? Chiefs. Yeah, but so that's it, that's what I'm saying. I think they still sneak in. Here's a crazy thing: What if we're like the two seed, and the Colts are the and the Chiefs are the seven seed, and we've got to play the Chiefs at home when they're clicking? When they're clicking, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I think we legitimately we should have let the Chiefs win. I'm dang, gonna, it. dang it. We actually legitimately have a shot, I think, to get a buy. Number one seed, totally. Well, and we have the well, we have right now. But like, if you know, if we say we beat the Colts, then for sure. I mean, the Bengals and Ravens, thankfully, they still have to play each other again, right? And we don't play either one of them. Yeah, and That's we've already right. beat the we Bills, play, the and they're a team we're going to be competing with for that top seed. Um, and our I mean, our Chargers, schedule, Chargers, also probably for that top seed. I'm just trying to think of yeah. different teams that would be up there. And we our schedule is the third easiest in the NFL, and that Even was from last week. That was from last week, so that included the Chiefs game. We have one. I think we have one team left that has a winning record right now on our schedule, and that's the Rams. Wow. Everybody else has. Well, no, the Saints. The Rams and the Saints both have winning records. Everybody else has a losing record, or they're five hundred, or they're five hundred. Well, no, because there's been seven games, so bye oh. weeks. Well, bye weeks. I think Steelers might be like three and three. Yeah, I think you might be right. But I want to say this real quick about the Colts, too. They have not beaten anyone good. They lost to the Seahawks, okay? Then they lost to the Rams. Then they lost to us. Their only wins are the Dolphins, who have one win, the Texans, who have one win, and the 49ers, who have two wins in a monsoon. In a monsoon. 
So I, I don't think the Colts are – they don't have any wins like the Bills or the Chiefs on their schedule. Now they, It's a rivalry game. It's in Indianapolis. I mean, they definitely can beat us. But um, I'm still not sold. There's a lot of people who think, oh, the Colts are going to figure it out. They're going to win the AFC South because they don't believe in the Titans. The Titans are a better team than the Colts, and there's no question about it. We should win this game. And if we drop the game next week to them, I, I wouldn't say that, oh, okay, well, Colts are better than us. It's just no. that they got they got us that Sunday. Yeah, yeah. And this is a two-point swing to be atop the AFC South. If we beat the Colts, we're up three games on them, which is almost – it's an insurmountable distance, in my opinion, with, with a two-win beating sweeping them 2-0 and a, oh, on the season. And the rest of the schedule yeah. we have. And if we lose to them – we're only up one game. So, huge game coming up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely and, massive. And then there's a big game against the Rams after that. On Sunday Night Football. Sunday Night Football. Yeah. So, Jaylen And we Ramsey. said – we. The, I mean, the Titans go 4-0 in this stretch. I, exactly. That's I, what I was about to you say. You don't have that on your record I prediction. had 0-4. <laughs> yeah. I literally I, – I, in my schedule prediction, we – I feel like a lot of people, if you're, if you're like looking at the Titans schedule and you're seeing, you know, Bills, Chiefs, Colts, Rams, doesn't matter – Homer away, those four games, you're thinking to yourself, one and three, two and two, and we'll be okay. Like, we've already won two. Like, so we already have at least two and two against those four teams. I mean, those were probably the two hardest games on our schedule. When we looked at the season, pre, you know, before that, we looked at our schedule before the season. Those are the two hardest games on our schedule, the Bills and the Chiefs. I, we could beat everybody on our schedule from here on out. I almost am going to expect us to be to win every single game. Now, not I'm not saying we're going to win out and that we're going to win every single game. We're probably going to lose a couple, but I'm just saying before the game starts, I'm going to be expecting to win that game yeah. every week, hundred percent. And I think beating the Chiefs and the Bills now has put us on the map or the thought process of being like, what team can beat us? I mean, like I mean, any team can like like one of those top dogs can beat us. But when we're but at team, our best, yeah. What team? Not like. We literally did that without how, we have eighteen people in IR. Yeah, you're right. No, and we aren't even. This isn't even when we're usually clicking. Right. Yeah. This isn't. It's not getting. It's starting to get cold. All right, where guys start really making business decisions about not blocking <laughs> Derrick Henry, and That's true. One, like once the once the weather changes and he turns into the Yeti, as uh, <laughs> a certain fantasy football podcast likes to call him, then and he starts putting two hundred yard games on these folks. It oh my gosh! It's gonna get even nastier for defenses out there. I just it's I don't know. It's exciting to be a Titans fan right now. It's, it's and, this is the most exciting it's been since the 2019 about, playoff run. Think about how yeah. we were feeling after the Jets game, and I mean, so much anger, especially for me. Therapy, I, therapy, therapy really session. helped. It just my gosh, that game was not fun at all. And just, like, we have completely turned it around, and we are starting to look like a full-on, complete football team. I, I kept saying to some people, that was championship football on it Sunday. It was. Yeah. Like, and now let me, let me say this, because, you know what? I think we, we, found, we figured out the problem, and the reason we lost the Jets is because we came on this podcast, and we were confident, a little complacent. Me and Pettit said, when we beat the Jets – it's going to be a get-right game for Tannehill. Maybe we should rest some players. So let me say right now, okay, there is still a chance we come here a week from today on Tuesday 
and we're furious because we had a letdown against the Colts. So we're not complacent, and we're not going to make that same mistake twice. Who would have thought Tannehill's get-right game was the Bills? <laughs> Halfway through it, because it didn't look great in the yeah. beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Second half. Yeah. Or even the Chiefs, either one. All I know is we're going to end it with this. Titans, we love what we're seeing right now. But foot on the gas. That's right. More steam. Hungry yet humble. Get out there, shake anything bad off, get back in there, and freaking let's go tighten up. I'm pumped. I'm loving what I'm seeing from the boys. Let's just keep it up. Let's keep this thing rolling. There's a train coming. It's rolling around the bend. You better freaking watch out for the pain train that is the Titans. NFL, AFC, freaking watch out. Head on a swivel. Nick Wright. Head on a swivel, Nick Wright. <laughs> Better have eyes in the back of your head, Nick Wright. Oh, man. Derek Henry's coming. Either any of y'all have one last thing to say? Throw the ball to AJ. I love it. Amen. Amen. All right. Amen. <laughs> Thank y'all for listening.